Welcome to the Space of the Waste, featuring host Melody Edmondson. Do you struggle with the right look to complement your body shape? Have you tried so many different looks and styles only to be disappointed time and again? You've landed on the right program. We'll show you how to make the right style work in your favor. Now, here is Melody Edmondson. Welcome to Voice America. And you are on the Variety Channel. Thanks for tuning in. The show is The Space of the Waste, and I am your host, Melody Edmondson. I'm so happy to be here today because we're starting a really, really fun season of wedding gowns and weddings and everything that goes along with weddings, bride and groom and wedding Um, family members and wedding parties. And I'm so happy today to get to introduce Coco Voci from Beverly Hills here in Los Angeles, California, in the United States. She has a store and does customs and also has dresses that you can buy. But she does the whole Uh, picture for the wedding. So be sure you know where she is. And I'm going to let her tell you her location and her website so that you can tune into her. Uh, If any of you are tuning in for the first time to um, the Variety Channel to the Space of the Waste, I want you to know that you can go to www.voiceamerica.com and you can see all of the episodes that we have had up until this episode. And all you do when you go to www.voiceamerica.com is you put the space of the waste on the search bar. And usually you have to do it again uh, on another page, sometimes not, it doesn't, it's not always the same. And also go to my Pinterest boards of the same name, the space of the waste, and you can see uh, waist length, because we usually talk about various waist links and body shapes on this show. If you're short-waisted or long-waisted, that would be SW for short waist, LW for long waist, and BW for balance waist on my Pinterest boards. So, and I do them by body shape. So take a look, not all are by body shape, but most of them are. Take a look there. So let me bring in Coco. Hi, Coco. So glad you're here with us today. Hi, Melody. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you, too. Oh, I'm so thrilled to have you. So tell us a little bit about, will you give the listeners your website and your address before I forget to ask? Oh, absolutely. So um, I have a couple of websites. Um, One is cocovoci.com. That's C-O-C-O-E-V-O-C-I.com. And that'll that'll tell you a little bit about my um, forte of of custom design and the bride and her entourage. And I've also developed another collection that's a special order collection called Viola. And you can find that at violabride.com. V-I-O-L-A. B-R-I-D-E.com. Um, and I am kind of in the heart of Beverly Hills at 185 North Robertson Boulevard, um, just north of Wilshire. Um, so it's, you know, a beautiful little shopping district. And that's where my showroom and atelier are. Wonderful. I'll be sure and come there. Please. With Xana. If you're that's listening, Xana. Fantastic, Xana. Please come. That would be amazing. Yeah, no, it's 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 a wonderful place. It's very um, private, 
beautiful. I work by appointment to completely immerse myself in each client. So it's, um, you know, it's a special place for like a special moment and garment. Oh, you betcha. By appointment only. So it's not like you're just open and people can walk in. No, you must not, make, not, okay. not, not the turnstile, you know, it's, um, you know, normally I will um, speak with someone first, you know, over, yes. over the phone, um, get, get to know each other a little bit um, so that I actually take the time to prepare for their yes. appointment. Yes, yes. Um, you know, whether there's a certain direction they're going, um, you know, formal, informal, color, no color. So, you know, I actually do take the time to make each appointment really valuable um, and we'll plan a few things, ideas, concept, materials, then meet in person and, um, you know, really get down to the details of, yes, um, yes, you know, a collaboration for what they're going to wear. Absolutely. That sounds fabulous. Will you tell us just because, uh, Spring is is supposed to be here. It's a little chilly for Arizona, but I guess it's not going to be today. We're going to have a hot one. But tell us what you see as as far as fashion forward goes in terms of color and wedding gowns. Yes, well, I, it's I'm exciting to see that definitely um, more women are opting to wear a little color. I say exciting because just historically, the first wedding gowns were of color. Um, where most of us think these gowns were white. Um, but over time, the aristocracy, who was very wealthy, decided to wear make these white gowns because it did show, you know, their um, affluence. And just it was this one gown that was worn one time where other women before this wore gowns of color because this special gown that they wore for their wedding, they would continue to wear this throughout their lifetime as they could for very special and grand events. So, you know, we have known in our lifetime, these white wedding dresses, and that is still kind of the go-to favorite, but there is some excitement with, with color. And, um, I know with my, my own clients and my brides and hints of red and soft blues and wonderful touches kind of mixed in with the whites. And occasionally I'll have someone who opts for an entire colorful gown. Um, but there's beautiful trends with embroideries, colorful elements of, you know, flowers and leaves and vines, um, third dimensional touches of colored flowers. So I definitely see that for some that is happening. Um, and there's also this classic return that some of these, um, celebrities have have brought to the forefront, like Paris Hilton with her beautiful high neck long sleeve, um, Lily Collins. So um, there are lots of sleeves. You know, there was a period where almost everything was strapless. Yes. But you're seeing lots of sleeves, um, some higher necks, you know, jewel mm-hmm. necklines, almost like kind of mock turtleneck yes. necklines. Um, so that's very exciting mm-hmm. um, because it's just – more beautiful space for gorgeous materials and detail. Um, And I'm also seeing, and you and I talked about this a little bit, the high, low skirts, which is very fun. I mean, there's, there's so many types of weddings happening now, the creativity, the destination weddings, weddings on top of hilltops, you know, by the ocean everywhere. So some of these high, low 
Hem lines are just beautiful, have great movement, easy to move around in, Absolutely. can show a beautiful leg, a beautiful shoe. So yes. um, those are some of the trends that are, are happening. And are there still all these different colors of whites and creams and blush and, oh, yes. and champagnes and yes, more than so I could many. ever count. More than I, I know. count. Even almost so silver, almost gray, almost yes. taupe, almost champagne. I mean, you know. So so many shades and then, um, you know, which are affected not only not only the color, the dye lots, but the textures of the fabrics. So yes. you can take the same color, but have it in a transparent organza or a solid satin, and they just look different with the mm -hmm. reflection of light. And I think the good, well, I know when I was um, uh, many years ago shopping I noticed that even though I bleached my hair my skin tone has a lot of yellow in it so it was like okay I have to watch that yellow in my skin tone and now I hear your traffic but I see the yes. skin tone that's okay I'm glad to know we're in a city that even is welcoming <laughs> we're to in me. the city Los, <laughs> Los Angeles Beverly Hills you, you know bet. The, the police the ambulance the helicopters it's we got part it. of our daily life <laughs> you bet it and um I just think that when I see women that have paid very close attention to their skin tone that if the white that they choose you know, it looks prettier and in the photographs, I think. Also. Oh, it, it's true. You, um, you said that exactly, you know, the yellow tones, the, the blue tones, I mean, it really makes a difference. And so, I you know, when I'm so. creating a custom piece, I'll have, you know, I have so many beautiful rolls of, of silks and so many shades of whites, you know, we'll usually drape it close to my yes. client's face. So they can see the difference. And they can see it. And, it's and they might really come in thinking they want pure white, White, oh, white, yes. white. And then they see it and they say, wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. Where it could wash them out or just have a, a negative effect. And sometimes the opposite, the pure yes. white is the most oh, yeah. perfect, you know, exactly. I, I, I fit a lovely bride last night who looked beautiful in the creamy white um, sample piece I had in the showroom, but just bright white was her color. So yeah. I created her gown in the bright white, mm -hmm. which it's interesting. I feel people have been shying away from super for bright white, but the bright white is phenomenal on her, you know, so. Did she have dark, dark hair and lighter skin or darker skin? She had, um, you know, she's like a fair olive skin with long, dark brown hair. Um, and you would think sometimes with the olive skin, a little bit of that creamy color, the bright white was just so gorgeous. What color her. are her eyes? Were they eyes dark are, are, brown? They're, they're like a medium brown. Medium, medium brown, brown. Me light olive, dark brown hair. Dark brown okay. hair. And just the bright white is stunning on her. Just beautiful. Yeah. Maybe so, probably so, her teeth were very white and her eyes yes. were white. The whites yes. of her eyes. You're right. <laughs> so I, I always look at that too. <laughs> no, just beautiful. But no, you're so right. So many countless shades. So it is yeah. it is important. And that's one of the fun things of creating custom pieces that you can Absolutely. get that specific and make mm -hmm. it that special. Where it just you, know, you feel it's like your own own shade versus yeah. just something. I used to years ago when that I know my mom and a bunch of women I knew were so, um, they were a little bit older than me, but at the time they 
loved that Color Me Beautiful when that came out. And I used to think, oh, that's bull. I don't believe in that. I don't believe. <laughs> but now that I've uh, gotten older and I have been told a few times when I was in New York, yes. highlighting my hair and highlighting and over-highlighting that some people did say, you know, I like the color of your hair, but I don't like it with your skin tone because Ah. you have a lot of yellow in your skin tone, almost like an Asian, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I would like to change your, your blonde from ash to caramel and butter. So for many, many years, I changed my hair and, uh, And I did think it looked better. And I wore the warmer colors, you know, and I didn't try to wear what a lot of blondes wear in those winter, uh, bright blue, bright fuchsia, bright, uh, you know, colors like that, apple green and whatnot that looked so beautiful on my white haired, blue eyed, porcelain skinned (laughs) mother who was, you know. I know I disappointed you, mother, that my hair started getting dark when I was in high school. So we started bleaching it. And I have the green eyes with yellow flecks even. So my eyes and my hair and my skin do actually naturally go together. But when I want to go lighter, I have to be careful about the tones that I use. Now that I'm older, it's a tiny bit different because my my skin to me seems a little bit... um, uh, a little bit different uh, because I don't get in the sun at all. Right, you know, right. I try to so protect you, my... You have warmth. Yeah, I do. I do have you, more you know, warmth than I do pink or yeah. blue. So or don't you I'm find not... yourself like attracted to certain colors naturally? Like in your wardrobe, you can... I do. Someone, it's instinctual. Mm-hmm. It's black. Black. <laughs> black. <laughs> that's my closet and today I just added this white shirt which should be cream but I have on it's slightly off-white you won't be able to tell that but it It works if you saw a piece of paper you'd see it's a little different (laughs) but it works it looks looks great on you (laughs) thank you but um I I think um my mo- my mother got a son with her coloring, blonde hair, blue eyes, and beautiful light skin. Well, but her you- girls, my sister is olive and right. very dark hair like yours and olive skin like my father was very dark. And he had dark skin, dark hair, and blue eyes. Well, you have all the, you know, the, yeah. the rainbow of colors. In, right one, in the family. Each one completely unique, you know, and that's yep. how we all are, you know, <laughs> right. completely exactly. unique. I mean, you take not only in, in skin tones, but in, in figures, you take yes. a couple of women, for example, with the same bust waist hip measurements on paper, yet they're completely different in shape, yes. you know, so it's, it's, you you know, yeah, 36, 26, 36 now can mean a lot number of things. Right. You know, and if our, they're our, short, tall, exactly. short-waisted, long-waisted. Exactly. And our, our bodies are just balanced differently. You know, and that's, exactly. that's part of, again, like my custom process where, you know, I'll take a series of measurements, which you are such an expert with and in your beautiful books. So a series of measurements and then create a pattern for them and then actually fit this cotton muslin pattern on their body to perfect it. Like, you know, is the front of their body because of the bust a little bit wider, the back narrower or vice versa. And so that just to get a perfect fit. And you, uh, 
tell the audience just in your experience through the years of doing this, yes. uh, do you see more balanced wasted, long wasted, or short wasted? I see everything. I wish I had the the percentage exacting percent, but it's all over. I mean, just this week alone, I've seen the various bodies and, and, you know, you were sharing your expert terminology of like the square, the circle, um, the uh, other client with the tiny petite waist and hourglass, every single client that comes in just has a different different shape. And 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 it depends on the age too. I'm sure it depends on the age, you know, and our bodies do start changing, you know, like even with the same measurements, things kind of shift to different areas. So that's why I, my passion has been the custom, although I do, I have a collection that you can special order by online, um, um, you know, online or out of the showroom, but the custom is really to just to perfect that. I I don't think it's unrealistic to say, okay, all women can fit into the size 10, 14, two, It, 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 we're just different. Yeah, absolutely. And there's the modern sizing now in stores. And then there's the Missy sizing and there's a junior sizing and there's so many different sizing that um, I think when people go into stores, they have to try on several sizes because they don't really know what. And and I know even by price line, they're different. Like you can buy a designer, a designer 10 from Oscar de la Renta is not the same as a designer 10 from Carolina Herrera. And no, it, and what you're saying is exactly right. It's, um, you know, what I actually, when people ask what size do you have as a sample, I really say, let's not talk about sizes. Any. Um, it's not, I just want to talk about your measurements Shape. and then we can go forward. Um, and in bridal specifically, it's a very touchy arena, the size. Because, Absolutely. Um, what has happened is, years back and like there's there's an amazing um, dress form manufacturer for the sewing industry wolf out of new york they make my favorite dress forms to work with but for example a size six in a wolf form that i have in my atelier size six is a 34 24 35 inch hip that's very very tiny and um you know, so women who wear a six in that wolf classic evening dress form shape on street sizing, which is vanity sizing, these designers have changed all the sizing are really like a zero or a two. So, um, you know, it's it's this emotional thing when you come in exactly. and say, oh, the, the six doesn't fit me if you're used to wearing a four right. street sizes. So it's really about the numbers and to kind of it really forget, is for, you know, forget the sizing. Exactly. It's, and I always tell people that I meet and also on the show that it's not about the weight. It's about the waist. And what I mean yes. by that is the placement waist placement, because weight can be muscle. It can be water. Exactly. It can be it can be fat. Yes, it can be stored fat and it can be inherited the way you store your weight. And that is, that is not a, um, uh, stable, uh, part of your body. Whereas your bone structure is more stable. That's why I use the bones and don't do the bust and don't do the butt, just do what your frame is. And then as an individual, you know, email me, 
and tell me, but I have great big boobs and I, or I have a big butt, but I, I bring this up a million times, but you know, when you, I used to watch Melania Trump dress and she dresses so beautifully and she's so beautiful, but I always wanted to take the belts off so that you can see her shape because she's so short waisted. And when right. she puts that belt on, she's got like an inch above and an inch below. And I think, what? Well, don't do that. Don't wear a trench coat. Don't wear anything with a belt because it, you just look so much better when you don't. Yeah, and it was interesting that, that she did that often. It was interesting and that that. Most know, women, was- I find many women do that. Even when I tell them, they still want to do it. You know, right. they still want to wear a belt because they just right. think I'm skinny. I can wear whatever I want. I go, well, you can. But if you exactly. want to look the absolute best, I don't care if you're 5'11 and a size four. If you're short waisted, you're going to look better without a belt. Exactly. And if you're if it's you're narrow. Yes. It's interesting that you say that because in bridal, um, I mean, the, the trend is diminishing now. But the last couple few years, it was the belt, the belt, the belt, the bridal belt. So you would go into so many different showrooms or, or stores and the consultants or, or sales associates would immediately, any wedding gown you put on, they'd slap the belt on you. And it was not the answer. It's not appropriate it's for not- most, but I just find most, of course, I've lived in the Midwest and now I'm in Arizona, which is the Southwest, but, and I lived in California for a long time, but I'm just in Connecticut and I You've just found everywhere. most people in Chicago. Yes, I have lived everywhere, moved 18 times. I have just found that most people are shy of that six inches between bust and, and the, where the waist is. No, and some nice. of that's because their hips are high. And if your hips are high, even if you have six inches and your hips are high, you're, you're going to want to go probably no belt or with a very narrow belt. Now, when Michelle Obama, I actually didn't mind. A lot of my fashionista friends did not like it when she wore her skinny belt. But I actually think with Michelle, because her arms were fabulous and always exposed most of the time, and she had a a nice muscular butt, And she was small breasted. I thought that she could wear that skinny belt okay with her little short cardigans and her full skirt. It didn't bother me that much. And it didn't bother me when she wore shirtwaist dresses as much because she's very narrow and small on the top. So I thought, you know, she's one of those people that could fudge. But I think with Melania, because she's so tall and linear, yes, uh, that with her, I just wanted to see no belt interrupting that. Just right. her entire, she's beautiful. And so why interrupt that? It just takes away from her, I think. And it, again, I think when you're shorter waisted, it just doesn't work out. But exactly. going on to another point, uh, do you get both talls and petites and plus sizes? Oh, yes. And as I said, it just goes back to how diverse, you know, all women are. I, I think that in, um, I definitely get some plus sizes. Um, I think just being in Los Angeles, I've yes. in other parts of the country, maybe not as many, but I, I have, do work with clients out of state and, and mm-hmm. I see um, the size trends are a little bit different across yes. the United States. Um, but absolutely petite, mm-hmm. very tall, um, all shapes. So again, being in tune right. with the figure, being in tune with what, the bride or mother of the bride or mother of the groom 
loves about their figure, how to really celebrate that. And in developing this relationship with a client, a one-on-one -on -one relationship, their trust in saying, this is what I hate about my body or I'm uncomfortable with this. And then designing around that so that they feel amazing from all angles, you know, so Absolutely. whether you're tiny or larger, it's, you know, what do we want to celebrate about you? Absolutely. I think it's really the gowns this year are more epic than any that they've ever had. I mean, there is more embellishment, cut work, laser work. And yes. I mentioned early, I had had uh, in, in my April bridal section, I had uh, Michelle Feinberg's um, embroidery New York embroidery studio lined up to kick it to be part of this kickoff and uh I got a call from her uh marketing person that you know they just got so busy because they got another big order from Mark Jacobs to also do shoes it's like it wasn't enough that they were embellishing all of these gowns for all these high-end designers but then they also got shoes and she ended up expanding into this great big place because okay. I think it's in Brooklyn actually but anyway she got a great big place because there's so much embroidering embellishment and laser and she's buying more and more more machines and Malad says you know Melody I need to come on just a little bit later because I am so busy now and now with this add-on of all of these shoes I Oh, I said, okay, we're going to put you on because I want to do fall winter brides also, oh, you know, yes. so do yes. it again because a lot of women like, like that, you know, so the velvets and everything, the muffs or the velvet or whatever. Exactly. I so wanted it, to it, no, it go ahead. It's so exciting that, um, you know, she's seeing all that embroidery because as I said, I, I'm, I'm seeing both, you know, these, these beautifully embroidered and, and then cut out works, but then also completely modern and simple yes, and fresh I know. And just about the form. So like again, my friend Jill's both. daughter, Julia, she wanted classics, unembellished columnar dress with a long kind of just pure. Uh, almost like a long box pleat as a tra <laughs> train, you know, huge train. And Beautiful. she just looked amazing in it. Beautiful. But she didn't want anything to do with all the stuff. And my mother is very much that way. I, I wasn't, but, and I'm not, but, <laughs> but, uh, but she's classic. Yeah. Beautiful. She's more classy like that Grace Kelly kind of look, but, um, I, I'm kind of junky, so. No, I don't <laughs> I, think so. I <laughs> like embellishment. I just have this necklace on from artist Cheryl Shirley Wagner, and That's she's a beautiful from piece. Tucson. What is signature? It is a crystal, and it is gold, 18 karat gold, all down the side. Gorgeous. And she hand makes these pieces, and I, I have one. I had three, and then the one I had. Uh, was a little smaller, you know, and it was black with silver and pearl. Stunning modern piece. But when I went to visit one of my shorty sisters at a reunion in Kansas City, she loved it so much that I gave it to her as a gift. So I came back and I had to have another one, of course. So I bought another black one. And then I saw her the other day and she had these and I go, oh my gosh, I love that. I'm picturing that with a completely, that could be worn with a completely amazing modern sculptural gown. It could. And 
that's black just, that's or the white embellishment. Or, Beautiful. And have you made black gowns or red gowns? I'm just curious. I have. Um, I, I recall a beautiful red silk charmeuse bias gown, just fluid and inspired by the 30s, but just yes. red. She just wanted color. Yeah. Um, so that was so beautiful. Um, I've made a couple of black gowns, not that many yeah. in, in my in my career, yeah. but for, for brides. I've made yeah. black gowns for yeah. other things. Yeah. But a couple of black I've done... Um, uh, one that I will always be dear to my heart because the bride just became a good friend of mine. She's a an art fine artist and a, and an art professor, and so we did a steel gray gown in a silk satin, um, mm. kind of a gunmetal gray mm. wedding dress with a pleated silk um, chiffon train in cobalt blue iridescent oh, cobalt blue. oh my god sounds gorgeous it's amazing scattered with um swarovski crystals in fuchsia blue like amazing and also butterflies um and a completely jewel encrusted bust line like bust oh, cups my gosh um, beautiful bare shoulders but three-quarter sleeves just unique, you know, just really sounds unique. fabulous. It sounds so fun. Just like one, like fantasy, one of a kind. you know, one of exactly yes. one of a kind. And it had to be for, you know, a fine artist who could appreciate this and just wanted to be yes. her authentic self. So that's, that's sounds magnificent. Gorgeous. That's, that's something that, if, you know, you just created, it's not as if someone's going to walk in and say that it was just really so perfect and in tune with her. Absolutely. So much I love that you can do that and tune into someone so well like that. That's really an art form in itself, Coco. Oh, it's so fun. Well, it's wanna... definitely a collaboration, you know, multiple sketches, like what do you love? What don't you love? Let's look at your figure and then coming yes. up with a perfect design. Tell me a little bit about shoes and booties, flats, medium or heels and I'm sure you do them all you know have people wanting to do them all and then we're gonna I want you to tell us a little bit about bridesmaids and mother of bride mother of groom also just for our listeners to know how they could come to you to do everything uh, or they could at least get the idea for the entire wardrobe that a bride is going to need whether it's her showers her her uh the rehearsal dinner, the wedding, maybe if you change after your first dance at the reception. And then when you're going away suit, if people are going to throw flowers at you or whatever, and then maybe on your honeymoon, you have some of the fabric that you use somewhere and make a beautiful skirt to wear with a crop top out to dinner or something could be fun. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, with shoes, starting with shoes, it's, it's again, anything goes it has to be person specific leg specific dress dress specific so um you know currently i have one bride that i'm i've designed a high low gown for she's gonna wear adorable little ankle booties um you know the wedding's gonna be on on a hilltop in colorado so she's gonna come off this lift in this beautiful little high low um dress with these little booties so that's so perfect and um i'm working with um right now a mother of the groom who 
is also having something a little more tea length and she's just going to do fabulous like open open sandals crisscross length in her legs because she's petite and there's going to be visibility of the leg so i think with shoes it's just again like like custom and there's so much at our fingertips you know and with the internet and the stores there's so many shoe options and oh, I, I really get involved with my client and you know, give ideas. If they're out shoe shopping, they're sending me photos by text. <laughs> what do you yes. think? And, and also like a little yes. bit of color in shoes. Like, a, yeah. is it a powder blue shoe? Is it, um, like my niece mind. who did red. <laughs> exactly. Red. Um, I, I have a, a former client who is a taxidermist. She is just gorgeous. Looks like a 1940s, beautiful, um, pinup girl taxidermist loves animals and um, was married at the natural history museum in a, a, a light ivory liquid charmeuse dress but wore like a black and white almost like zebra type shoe it was really fantastic wow. so shoes can be fun and just another expression of your personality absolutely um, so i love that um and you know you you touched upon um you know what kind of offering what garments i i love it when i i really connect with someone and i can develop more pieces for their entire kind of wedding experience you know yes. so as you said is there is there a phenomenal dinner and rehearsal the night before that we can do something fun is it formal is it playful so and and also creating kind of a theme for the event yes right? and and you know now more than ever with social media and the Instagram moments and all these weddings being shared across all these channels, women want to change into other looks because yes. of all these photos, you know, there exactly. was a time you just had the one dress on and that was it. Yes. You, know, you bustled the train, but now, you know, women want to change into another mm -hmm. little dress, kind of the, mm -hmm. the reception, the end of the party. So um, changing into jumpsuits or less formal dresses or mini dresses. So we're doing that, um, you know, and again, like in, in this whole process, I love all the details, the accessories. So I do um, incredible custom veils and I've had some women say, well, why would I, put so much effort into the veil. Like it's just the veil, it's the tool. And I'm like, well, you have that one moment, the minute you just walk down the aisle, it's the one moment that will just always be remembered. So why wouldn't every detail and well, the veil and the finish be important? And I like that lifting of the veil by the parent or parents yes. or someone else. And I like the look in the back, all the pictures of the back, especially when they're done up high and you look down and you see the back of the gown or if it has a train or an open back or whatever they decide it's, to do. I like the veil and choice. Just, and the, the drama. I mean, I oh, like the really. drama. So, you know, this is this incredible moment. You know, you can be as dramatic. Don't miss a thing, want. I say. <laughs> so, you know, walk out with that veil. And also there's something magical when the kind of the light filters through the veil for even just the bride's own eyes. Everything looks a little bit more, you know, beautiful and, and romantic. So that's and really a fun thing. If and they're walking in to the wedding, on the yes. wedding, yes. they might need a wrap like a cape exactly. or something in pongee silk or exactly. something. Well, it's interesting that you say that. What I did going many years back to my own wedding, I remember um, making this um, 
beautiful silk tulle veil that was long and, it, and my um, beaters hand-stitched freshwater pearls and Swarovski crystals on the entire edge. And so it was the finest silk. Um, and what I did is I had them stitch it in such a light manner that after the ceremony, we could just clip the threads to the comb and I could just wrap it around as a stole. And so I entered with this beautiful silk wrap that was all edged in the pearls and crystals. So, you know, I, I like to think of all those details. That's ingenious. You know, it's so much fun. Um, I had a bride recently where we did a butterfly veil and then her vision was she was planning on having children. She wanted to use the veil afterwards around her baby's bassinet. Oh, how fantastic. So, so sweet. So there's there's fun things that are yes. just like special and um, meaningful that can be done. So um, all those beautiful details. Like I love monogramming on veils. I um, have a beautiful bride I worked with from um, England who crossed the pond to come for her fitting and to pick up her things. But what we, we worked quite a bit through email. Um, and what she did is she emailed me this beautiful phrase from her grandmother's poetry. Yes. And we embroidered this phrase on the veil along with her wedding date. So really quite beautiful. Yes. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> memorable. Very memorable. Okay. Uh, tell me about bridesmaids. How do you see that taking from the gown and, and ha you know, having the bridesmaids? Do you like all one dress, different because different bodies, different shapes, different dresses, same fabric, different fabric? What's your view on this? Well, my view, um, I personally like a little bit of, um, kind of diversity in the styles because, again, I think we're all so different. Um, I yes. know for many years it was everybody wears the same dress. It's very difficult to fit petite, tall, fuller figured, very slender in the same style. It does not always work. You know, it has to be a miraculous yes. dress that's going to work on everyone and where everyone's going to feel good. I mean, historically, bridesmaids, many of them are miserable with what they're wearing and they can't wait to take it off. Yes. So um, I like a little bit of change. Um, you know, I obviously weddings have a color, a certain theme, whether it's the environment, the venue, or the bride and groom's favorite colors. So that's an easy mm -hmm. place to start. It's like, like at least name a color or a color palette, even if there's going to be shades. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Is it purples and lilacs or is it yeah. corals and sun-kissed colors? Is it yes. just earth tones? Pick something to help give your bridesmaids some direction mm -hmm. um, because otherwise and, they'll be all over the place. Yeah. Do you sketch it up and colorize it so they can see if they're going to like a variety of that or if they want um, more of yes. a tonal at least? Like if it's if it's seafoam, maybe don't do cool blues too. You know, Ex like exactly. Like we we definitely um will pick the right shades. I, you know, I, I'll create secret Pinterest boards with my clients so nobody else can see and right. can play around with Love images. Um, that's a great way to communicate. Yes. Um, and then as far as me creating them, I do bridesmaid parties. It's a little more rare because it's the same custom process, in my opinion, as creating a gown. So it is a little more expensive. Yes, of um, course. And I tend to many bridesmaids are paying for their own dresses right. and the other wedding expenses. So I will tend to, you know, help and give opinions and steer them to other um, yes. kind of bridesmaid sources. With like better prices. Exactly. But, um, but custom is fantastic. But then you're talking about bridesmaid dresses that are a little higher end. Exactly. Custom. What about 
uh, groomsmen? Do you sometimes do their ascots or their bow tie or cravat I, or whatever? I do, or like beautiful waistcoats or, vest. or vests, um, you know, ties and gorgeous silks that kind of match the, the bride or the wedding. And that's so fun because, you know, you come into my showroom and you're surrounded just by dresses. So yes. when the when the groom comes in or the little ring bearer, they really, they have such an interesting reaction and they feel really special. Um, so that I love to do. And it, it makes them feel like they got something, you know, really meaningful and connected to kind of the bride. So I, I love to do that. And beautiful silk satins or brocade. Um, so that's that's a fun offer. yes yes uh, what would they wear if let's say if they were going outside because you know here we are in Arizona a lot of people want to have weddings outside by the cacti and the mountains and all of that what do you think and if the woman let's say wanted something a little more boho-esque for that would be the first thing I would probably think of however not necessarily because I can also see that whole more formal with the desert setting you know like a heavier satin and a more you know structured gown that has some uh, uh, structure and holds its shape I see that also I saw a girl once who had a cap, it was like October, she had a cap sleeve, almost like a portrait collar that went down in the back ah. and kind of came out in the back. It was really great. It was, I thought it was made out of paper mache or something because it so held its shape so well. And it was Beautiful. like a candlelight, creamy color. But what would the men, what would you suggest if the men wear for something like that? I don't particularly like it when they don't have a jacket on. That's just me. Right. But, Right. I, and I think, I mean, you you described two kind of beautiful directions, right? Like the boho mm -hmm. direction and the other oh. one that's more classic and sculptural. So I think in, in the boho nature outdoor, um, you know, depending on time of year, of course. Yeah. So is it like a, is it October weather? If it's warm weather, is it a beautiful oh, Kind of like sweater weather, maybe barely, barely so need a sweater. Maybe you're going into a beautiful wool that has a little bit of texture, but still light weight. Um, I think, you know, you see men in those cases, not really wearing ties sometimes if they're going more relaxed. So it's just a nice shirt with even and buttoning some of the buttons, it's interesting. It's, it's you know, it's all over. Or, you know, if they are a little more formal and are going to wear a tie, is it something with some pretty texture in it or some pretty embroidery, you know, organic okay. details? I mean, that okay. could be great fun. Like, does sure. the have great embroidery? I mean, you saw at the Oscars, the men and the, the jeweled pin they were wearing. Yes. Well, yeah. why can't the, the tie have a beautiful, like, organic leaf or rosemary embroidery on right. it? Something right. beautiful. So that would be interesting. And then I think with... The formal wedding you describe, I mean, if the bride's in this satin sculptural gown, why can't the grooms actually really be in a tuxedo out there? I mean, right. it sounds like extreme. Tuxedo like with a vest. Absolutely. You know, and just also sculptural, you know. Absolutely. In Maybe a newer shape. Exactly. For the grooms. Exactly. Well, Do you ever make a grooms modern uh, tuxedo? Have you ever done that? <laughs> that I don't do. And I love the, like the tuxedos, but I, I leave that to the master tailors. You know, I, oh, okay. I, you know, I definitely 
can do the beautiful vests and ties, but the entire thing, I love all the yeah. hand stitching of lapels and yeah. it, it's a tailor's mastery. And I just focus on the sculpture of like the female body. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which, I you know, with, with, when with women, it's, you know, they're two different type of bodies to dress correct like the men's body and some of those clean straight oh, yeah. lines with a woman it's like oh eighth of an inch under the bust you know a quarter inch here it, it's so precise exactly not to I say like that, that tailoring isn't it's just different yeah it is tell me about mother of bride and mother of groom how do you see them tying in to the weddings uh well i'm going to go back to the bridal gown how do you see yes. them well, How do you think, see it? Or maybe you don't see it having anything to do with that. But let's see what you have to say. Well, what I think is the mother of the bride, mother of the groom, they are so important. You know, they, these are their children that they've, you know, done so much for all their lives. And so they are, you know, I really want to see them celebrated as well. And I would say they're really the queens. They're the queens. You know, you have the beautiful bride and groom, the prince and the princess. And this sounds overly, you know, romanticized and Cinderella Snow White stories. But the the mothers are the queens. And um, it, it pains me when I feel they're putting themselves in, you know, kind of in the backdrop. Like, I want to see them feel amazing. They're like hosting this, this yes. grand celebration. And... I love, love, love to make the mother of the bride and mother of the groom dresses because, you know, when, as you know, we're aging a little, our bodies again are changing. It's not as easy. To and after having children, having children, children. And, and, you know, the ages run the gamut of, of the moms, but it's not as easy to go into a store and just find something that fits perfectly, you know, exactly. and again, accentuates the positive and um, camouflages what you don't want to see. So I love making those gowns and, and many requests are sometimes for sleeves or beautiful collars, um, you know, hugging certain places, hiding other areas. Um, so what is the color scheme of the wedding? Like, you know, what are the fabrics? Is it, you know, the, the mothers need to be special too. They can have Absolutely. embroideries, they can have lace, they can have gorgeous satins, but you know, what, what is the right beautiful shape for them and their personality? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, doing the same process with them, you know, all the measurements, the custom, the, the collaboration and choosing the waist the length. materials, <laughs> the waist length, and, yeah. you know, again, and that's where we see that waist changes as we, as we mature, yeah. you and know, the boobs may be lower, so you get a better bra. And exactly. Maybe you have to do some uh, boning or something if you have a tighter. Like if the woman is, the reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, my um, seamstress here in town, she had a lovely woman that was doing a um, anniversary dress, and. It, Rena said she was built so good. She was like 86 or something, you know, and she was built so good. But just because of aging and our skin yes. hangs yes. and our skin does not, you know, we can wear the Spanx or the skimmies or whatever, the skims, right. um, uh, and and tighten that up. But, you know, if it's in the summer and it's hot, you have to also be comfortable. So Rena was trying to make the dress have an underlining. Yes. The woman brought the dress and she tried to put an underlining in it so that it had some boning. Right. To help hold up 
the skin on her bodice and then, uh, you know, uh, go the right direction and the right tightness over the hips and enough support in the bus line, you know, enough support with the bra on, have the dress be able to not show the bra at all and still be able to add a little support. Exactly. And, 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 and she did it beautifully, but, but she was showing me what she does because I am interested in how she does some of the things that she does because, you know, this is what happened. She also had, uh, not to interrupt, but I'm just going to say this one thing. She had a like double zero girl come in who had just had big D breast implants. And she had this tiny little white shirt and this tiny little black suit. And she said, I'm just going to have to tell her that this cannot be done. I need to make her a new jacket and a new shirt customized because you simply can't just add bust. You can't because it involves the bodice. It involves piecing the back, which would show or piecing the sides. And she wants to. And she said, and even that it would be more uh, better investment to remake. You know, exactly. make her a jacket and a shirt. So, do you have that sometimes with the yes. implants? Um, yes, in all in all shapes and sizes. You know, back to you know the other woman that you were talking about with, um, you know, that again boning. age and the boning. So, I'm I'm making a gown for a, a mother of the bride at the moment where she can't really be cut anywhere with lines and seams. She needs to have a fluid piece. You know, she has a little bit of a circle body and she's a, a bit broad on top and narrow on the bottom, but, um, she wants to feel secure. So right. there is an inside dress that's hidden. You won't see it on the outside. Right. That's boned. You know, it does have like straps for lift and then yes. it's, um, just a beautiful kind of shell overlay with some soft embroidery that goes over it. Absolutely. Um, so, you, so you don't see that, but, um, yes, as you're saying you can't, you can't, add where there isn't fabric most of the time in a tailored suit as you were describing with like a full d double d and then a tiny waist you know that that sounds like a situation where you want to start with the fullest measurement create a pattern to then scale down to the rest of the smallness you know because you would have to have these large gussets chain gussets on the sleeves under the bust have to have the same fabric you'd have to there's a lot of things involved Exactly. You know, um, and sometimes magic things can be done, but that one is complicated because of the the tailored mm-hmm. suit and all the uh, different elements. I mean, you can potentially take, let's say, a, a strapless dress and add beautiful side pants on the side. That, yes. You know, whether they're a, a lace or the same material or whatever you do, but in the suit, it's a little bit different. But um, I think, and you know, when you, you can... don't know about the tailoring and the, the making of the process, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't understand yeah. the construction. And I've said to many designers, uh, why don't you just add more fabric in the waist so that people can let the dress down if they're long-waisted? And they said, well, there'd be a lot more to it than that because let's say the dress has pockets or darts or patterning on the the fabric pattern. Uh, the entire thing has to be reproportioned because then if it falls down five inches, let's say, say someone's not eight inches in the waist uh, and not the dress may have been made 
even if it's expensive, you're lucky if you have six inches from the bus down. It's usually five, sometimes five, but but really, but designer is usually always six. But you add, <clears throat> say you add three inches to nine inches, say they're nine inches. <clears throat> that then drops the whole look. <clears throat> right. And I think that's um, interesting what you're saying. It's like you know, <clears throat> education about the dressmaking process. And, and again, going back to my passion for the custom nature of it, because yes. that is the case. We're different proportions. So yeah. I have like seen, women's, the mother of the bride. That's yes, what we were. And I've seen women who have bought an um, ordered a, a dress um, that they were told at a particular store or bridal store, like, yes, you're because you're between a size 10 and 14, let's order the 14. So it does fit the largest part of your body. That does make sense. But then the amount of alteration that has to go in to scale, That's right. you have to touch everything. You have to and if, side seams, and if, seams, yes. zippers, um, and really re-sculpt the dress. So imagine this dress has been made, then it's the undoing of the dress and remaking of the dress. So you know, could be five hundred dollars. Um, or more. I've seen or alterations more. from five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. Yes. It just really depends what has to be done. You know, so yeah. um, why not start from the beginning and 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 go through the process of having this made for you and sculpted to your body mm -hmm. and and again personalized. Yeah, I agree. Right. And some people, I think, would be maybe best informed if they yes they look at the magazines yes they know what's happening but yes go to a bunch of ready-made dresses and try them on and see all the things that you like and don't like about them and then with me it's always the fabric sucks because you know ready-made clothes they don't use natural fibers I mean, no. even some designers are using these polys and I don't like it. I want a silk blouse. I don't want a high end poly or a low end poly blouse. I can't breathe in it. Exactly. I have to breathe. Yes. A little stretch is okay. If you're going right. to layer it and have a little stretch, you know, I right. don't mind it. Or if it's a four hour go to dinner, but if I'm going to wear it all day, I don't exactly. even want that in there on my top part. Exactly. You so know, imagine I, the entire a wedding day of a wedding and, um, and then the whole sustainability portion oh, yes, yes. of the materials. So using but natural fibers I, that are consciously yes, made yes. and woven into materials and versus breathing. all these synthetics that also just pollute our environment. Absolutely. You know? So that's, that's important. And when it comes to the the uh, bride's mother and the groom's mom, I find I have found that when I was looking for some for some of my friends that it is very, very, very hard to find natural fiber in a beautiful dress in, say, a 12 or a 14 or a 16. I had a very difficult time finding lots of them, you know, and many women, they aren't big all over. Like you say, they might have great shoulders and large bust line. And then they're just straight down, almost like a rectangle body shape or a square if they're short, but they have beautiful legs, beautiful ankles, you know, some have long necks, some not. And because as you age, and I talked to Rena about this and she says, Melody, you're starting to get that also. And that is in the back where your back starts to round a little bit because of your bust line or just from age and your bones and pre 
like osteopenia or whatever, there's a roundedness. And so I'm finding a lot of women want a collar. They want a pointed collar or a ruffle that stands up instead of having, they don't want open and they don't want spaghetti and they don't want straps up here and they don't want just a cap sleeve. They like three quarter or long that flip back to about three quarter. And you're designing a collection right now as you speak. I love it. I am. I am. I'm going to start sketching after our our conversation here. Yes, you are. Some great great ideas. Because have you ever tried to find a shirtwaist dress that has a skinny bottom that buttons all the way up with no waistband and then has the, you can make a billion just on that one silhouette. I seriously looked for this woman for that. She ended up buying like one, she ended up buying three dress, four dresses, well, three dresses for different events. Okay. And one of course is for the wedding, but of all those things, it took me from June until October to find him. I mean, Y-O-X, list. I mean, she didn't, she has all the money in the world, but she did, was not going to spend $25,000 on dress. She just wasn't going to do it. But um, I'm just telling you, I found her. That dress. It isn't because her daughter was the bride. She is the mother of the bride. Yes. So. And she wouldn't wear black and she, she she couldn't wear black or red or white or off-white or colors like that. And so she's see, a, she needed custom and there you were part of the collaboration. Well, I didn't find custom, <laughs> but she was one of those that had to make that dress over because she exactly. needed a 14 for her bus line. Okay. Okay. I have to go. I am so sorry, but I have to close. Thank you so much, Coco. And I'm sorry you, that Melody. I have to cut you we, so short. We we could talk forever. So much we could. fun. We'll so talk another time. time. Thank great. you. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Space of the Waste. Please join host Melody Edmondson again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next time.